<laughs> Welcome to Talk to Raven. Janie's here on the podcast. For Drake, like I love Drake. Drake, I'm, I don't like her new song. She's wait, de- come on now. Come on, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You like Miley Cyrus' new song? Okay. Talk to Raven. Welcome to Talk to Raven. Not that it has to be a white and black thing, but it's like don't sit here and say you want to make the race better. And black folks need to come together. If you're you, doing this, right, 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 of, right. Yeah. Is this the right song? <laughs> I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited. So go and get to clapping. Go pop a phone. Welcome to Talk to Raven. I am Raven Carter and I am here with a person who I recently met, but I love her, Flavia Mulanji. Hi. (laughs) That was my radio voice. (laughs) Oh, yes. Put your radio voice on. So look, we met maybe in February of this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've been best friends ever since. Or I should say, (laughs) I've loved you from the second I met you. I feel the same. But you have done an excellent job at like trying to hang out, keep in touch. (laughs) And my schedule. You are a hard lady to get a hold of. I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. Please know that everyone (laughs) gets this, even my sister and mother. Well, as long as I'm one up on your mother, then that's fine. That's the only way I'll I'll accept. So listen, (laughs) you were always going to be a guest, but you text me today and you were like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I need you. Yeah. So thank you for coming in. Absolutely. So all I'm doing is picking your brain about certain topics. Okay. Oh, so. More about gel coat. First off, we're in New York City, and it is hot. The weather is crazy. It's very hot outside, and people are wearing nothing, and I love it, and I hope it increases. I hope the nudity increases in New York. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up because my problem with that is that I saw way too many women without bras on. What's wrong with that? This is good. Okay. Please explain what's wrong with that. There's nothing at all wrong with it. So, as I noticed the fifth woman, the sixth, seventh, and eighth. <laughs> you were looking awfully hard. <laughs> it, was, it was just out there. Really? Right. You could not miss this. I said the same thing to myself. I was like, I said nothing is wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, okay, well, bras, that's like a man-made thing. And why do we have to be restricted? And it is hot outside. Well, who's to say that this woman, women have to wear bras? But it was something about it that just didn't go well with the aesthetic. That's of the problem. Of the aesthetic of the heat? Or the of, the, of, their lo- of the individuals. 
Well, I, I mean, being braless is a look you have to be able to pull off. I mean, not everyone's tits are, you know, where they're supposed to be to not be <laughs> And I bras. saw way too many that were just <laughs> out and, there. But you know what? More, more power to them, you know? Who's to decide what, what boobs This is why I love like. her. But I think that is also like a fashion thing now. A lot of women are just not wearing bras and it's like liberating or whatever if you have nipple piercings you, you probably shouldn't wear a bra because then you can show them off just like i like thought that. you would show them off oh you wouldn't you, wear a bra yeah, you don't wear a bra so then you can like see them right 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 point all right so everyone's talking about jay-z and beyonce are they who's, who's talking about them? us weekly people magazine and twitter apparently they had those babies but what why are people talking about this that's what i'm wondering because if they're here if they're not here well, i don't you know there we go i don't get it so here's the deal <laughs> i actually think they did have the kids mm-hmm but I'm with you on where I think you might be going with, like, what's the deal? They I'm just still more interested in finding out what the audio was from that elevator fight than I am about these babies being born. There's, oh. You know, if, I, if there's anything I care about the Carters to know about their personal lives, it's like the audio from the elevator and Solange and Jay-Z fight. And that's pretty much it. Like, everything <laughs> else as related to their personal lives, whatever. Like, Blue <laughs> Ivy has a business now. She's probably richer than I am. Probably. Twins are coming. She is. Who cares? I mean, they're going to be here. I just don't get why there's like some urgency to when they arrive. You know, I don't get it. Because Beyonce. Because it was her first. No. Now it's like. Because they're twins. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Anything Beyonce does. Remember a couple of months ago. Yeah. When that whole picture of Beyonce ordering food sent Twitter crazy. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, I do remember this. <laughs> and it but was she just wasn't like ordering food though. Oh, she was okay. She was she looking, was at, looking at a menu, and <laughs> yeah. there was a apparently a waitress behind her, and it looked like she was saying, "Okay, I'll take the mm-hmm. chopped liver and blah blah blah," and everyone went crazy. And I just think it's because it's Beyonce. I mean, they are they are the royalty of the U.S. as far as like entertainment yep. industry. There's there, there's no one bigger. Maybe like. Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt when they were together. But as far as like a power couple that can match them right now, I don't really think there's anyone else. So I um, get the interest, but this... Barack countdown, and Michelle Obama. That was... Okay. Yes. Barack and Michelle Obama when they were in the White House. But now they, I feel They're like, even more popular now. But I feel like because they're in the political sphere that the Trump shenanigans have totally like i don't even know what uh, brock is doing right now you know what i mean like what where he is was he? partying happening? with sasha when she celebrated her 16th birthday but how can you even like focus on that i feel like because I, I i personally associate them with politics that as far as politics go in this country the obamas are the last thing i'm thinking about right now as far as celebrities go the carters are the first thing i'm, I'm thinking about. okay i'll you give you that I mean? no no no. i'm giving you that um i just oh okay so you're right they yeah. are royalty so i really believe anything beyonce does anything sorry anything beyonce does i was gonna say jay-z right but now. i think he's very <laughs> secondary to his wife um yeah, but people you, just make a big deal about it so that's yeah. why it's a big deal that she has birthed these twins and now we all want to know if it's boy or girl 
two girls, two why, boys. Why do people want to know if it's a boy or girl? Is it still back on that whole thing when before Blue Ivy was born? And everybody was wondering, was she going to be pretty or whatever? I wonder if it's like that's part of the agenda or if it's like the Carter sons, if it's like something. I, I wonder like why people are obsessed with the, the, the gender of these kids. I don't know. I think anything they do, people are obsessed with. And uh, sometimes I find myself, um, it's like a love. I love to hate them. The, the twins? No, Beyonce. <laughs> okay. Because Hi. I'm just like. Be careful that beehive. <laughs> I talk about the. I you talk said about your name at the beginning. Of this. I think she's <laughs> one of the greatest entertain entertainers we ever had. Yeah, but I just am so fascinated about people's obsession with Beyonce. I really feel like Beyonce sits at the right hand of God. No joke. <laughs> Queen, that's yes, how they that's, like make her to be that's like what she the beehive makes her to be yes no and i feel like the world makes her to be the second that her announce her birth announcement or mm-hmm. sorry pregnancy announcement with these twins it just consumed everybody's life but you have to remember when the announcement happened at least as far as when i was following black twitter i feel like it was like the election everyone was depressed and like oh beyonce is pregnant it was like something hopeful to oh, look forward to and no I you're feel right like that's why you're it was right. such a big deal at the time it felt like the but only good news coming no, out of the u.s it could have been like michelle obama <laughs> has been elected president and, <laughs> and beyonce, and beyonce has <laughs> is beyonce's pregnant yeah can you talk about Miley cyrus and katie perry together and what's happening with them right now i don't okay I don't know nothing about them. Well, you didn't, you didn't hear what happened with Miley Cyrus when she heard on the um, eve of her new album, which is going back to sort of like country pop-ish. She said that she was tired of hip-hop and like she made some statement about how, you know, being around all that weed and derogatory statements towards women made her very tired of hip-hop and whatever. And people are very confused because, you know, it, it, it's the same thing that I see a lot with white artists, you know, who want to break away from a certain image, they'll enter hip hop or rap, or whatever, and they will have that, they will embrace that culture, they will use those artists, and then as soon as they're bored or whatever it is, and they want to transition back to country home and whatever the heck, you know, they were doing before, <laughs> then it's like, instead of just exiting, which no one's stopping you from doing, they have to do that by speaking negatively of where they were before, you know. She said all these things about, like, rap is very misogynistic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Miley, what, what was your entire last tour about? You were standing on stage dancing with dildos, you know, calling you, doing all these things, masturbating on stage, doing all these things that you are now saying are, like, oh, offensive towards women because now it suits your narrative of what mm-hmm. your next album's going to be. And I just want, you know, I want to know your opinion on that because I feel like that kind of shit drives me crazy. And I'm with you. That drives me crazy. And it is like, <clears throat> it's like white pri- privilege. Yeah. And kind of like this highest form, you know, because re- my problem is with this. I'm with you. You can pick and choose like hey, I want to be in this world and I'm going to make it work for me. And then when I don't want to do that anymore, then there's no consequences. I can come and totally recreate myself and all is great in the world. Yeah. There's like, 
each and every time she keeps elevating herself to the next level, whereas if this was a person of color, if this was like a black artist, once you've kind of put yourself out there as this, then yeah. that's it for you. That's it for and you. And then people always see you in this negative light. Or, I mean, whatever the case is, they always see you in that one way. You can't, there's no option to reinvent yourself. And that's what's problematic But with you me. can reinvent yourself. My problem wasn't that Miley Cyrus could and didn't reinvent herself. My it's problem how is that she, she used had to the purpose. She had to specifically say, oh, I'm now living hip-hop because it was negative and these negative things happened to me and I saw these negative things and now I'm going back to this more pure form of music. You know what I mean? It just seemed like you could have just made a new sound. No one, You don't have to explain yourself in that way and act like what you were doing before wasn't exactly the type of things that you're saying you were like shocked to find in the hip-hop community and i really appreciated the mm -hmm. fans on twitter that were saying like you were never in hip-hop miley so I, I don't know what you're talking about that you're leaving you know it that i found really amusing but i i, I see this narrative all the time and it's kind of like similar to Katy perry what she's doing now too like what's Katy perry do? she now <laughs> what well i think well i I think she's like losing it. She she might she might she needs like help. I think she's like going a little crazy. I don't know like, why. Because she was crying. Did in you that not interview? see her like twenty four hour, you know, surveillance? Like, I only thing. saw um, the conversation that Amanda Seals had with Caitlyn Jenner. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see. I refuse to watch any more things with Caitlyn Jenner. Well, listen, I Amanda. You know Amanda Seals. Yeah. She was a part of that conversation that Katy Perry was doing to promote her album, Witness. Yeah. And she was in there with, it was really Amanda Seals and Caitlyn Jenner and other people. How old is Amanda Seals? Like th thir mid-30s. Oh, okay. Um, but she, I'm on a personal level, her <laughs> and I kind of got into it one time. So we're not, <laughs> she's not my... Number, I'm not her number one fan. Amanda Seals. Yes. Okay. <laughs> However, I loved everything that she said. I'm kind of going off on a tangent real quick to tell you yeah. this conversation that she had with Caitlyn Jenner. But basically, Caitlyn Jenner has was Bruce Jenner, now is Caitlyn Jenner, um, and <laughs> does not really take a stand. Although she's a trans woman, does yeah. not take a stand for trans people, nor for... Um, Anything else. And basically, Amanda Seals was like, you and I are in the same group. We're both minorities. But yeah. you're trying to make it seem like you we're separate. I, but um, but Caitlyn Jenner isn't a minority anymore. That's, uh, that's what I don't understand why people call her that. She well, was the only person able to enter, like transition and go through something that is... Uh, a lot of trans people Aman suffered no, no. Amanda Seals, privilege. Amanda Seals said that. Yeah. She said all that. I mean, she's trying to say, like, this group that you've been labeled as is like a minority. However, yeah. because of your privilege, your white privilege, of your male privilege, that has somewhat transferred over, even though you're of now course, a woman. Of course, because it was, like, there for, like, 60 right. years. It's still there. And she was like, and you don't even realize it. Um, Caitlyn Jenner was trying to say, I believe in America. And she and Amanda Seals what does that was even like, mean? <laughs> Amanda Seals was like, mean, you're coming from a different perspective, and that's your problem. You don't realize that you're still living in this white male privilege that you've had all of your life. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake. 
This is Mr. Senior Love Daddy, your voice of choice, the world's only 12-hour strong man on the air, here on We Love Radio 108 FM, the last on your dial, but first in your hearts, and that's the truth, Ruth. And she really like said that she, she said a, she like, set her straight. And I for that I applaud. Responds? Couldn't say a thing. She just sat and there. And she just really sat there. And at one point Amanda Seals was like, you know, you're not even responding. And then someone jumped in and said, She did respond. She did respond. And Amanda Seals was like, Hold up. Um <laughs> that's because someone t- urged her to do so. But mm-hmm. like being being a active and a part and really a part of this conversation yeah you're you're not doing this you're just phoning it in and i was like I, go ahead i girl. also feel like I and i feel understand. like katie perry was phoning all of this in yeah. and she's just promoting an album i do think she's having a nervous breakdown she is having a nervous but I, but again <laughs> it's okay i really have no empathy or sympathy when when Britney Spears is shaving her head, when Miley Cyrus I sim- is going crazy. I feel crazy. bad for them. I feel bad for anyone I don't. that loses their mind. They're and okay. They don't want to. They're okay. Right. But I want to talk about the Philadelphia pride flag. Have you heard about no, this? No, I haven't. All right. So black and, blown, <laughs> black and brown stripes on Philadelphia's new rainbow flag are inspiring hope. And some in what? some and anger in the others. So the black, <laughs> the black and brown stripes are there to represent. Get it, black folks and in the rainbow flag. Yes. So Philadelphia's flag is a rainbow. As it stands no, right Philadelphia's now. pride flag. If brown isn't in the rainbow. I don't really. I guess I don't know all the colors of the rainbow, but is brown not in it at all already? Um, Roy G. Biv. What's Roy G. Biv? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Yeah, it's not even. Did they replace other colors? Is that why? Or no, they're added. They added them to represent black folks and in the LGBT community. Yes, but the reason why this people are frowning upon this is they're like trying to say, oh, well, you saying just now you realized that black and brown folks were. A part of this community? community. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say that people are angry about it because they're making something like the LGBT movement into a racial movement as opposed to a LGBT movement. No, they did it to, I guess, include people. But everyone's saying the problem is, right, Jose? The problem is now they're like, you're just realizing that we've been a part of this community. Now you're recognizing. Yeah. But that's not... but. Okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm confused about this because the, the colors of the rainbows as they stand aren't about race either. It's not like the white represents white people. You know, it's not like those colors were also trying to identify other races. So I guess I'm confused why they need to specifically add brown and black. Like if you're in the LGBTQ community and you're brown, the rainbow is still that representation of, of that you. part of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really necessarily... It's like, are we saying that the other colors stand for other races? Like, what is that about? Catch me outside. How about that? I don't, I don't get the point of adding those colors. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I get. But they yeah, added... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I always it, thought about it that way. It doesn't matter. Whatever I saw, because all the colors together, that's it. Yeah. Like you don't need to specify. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the LGBT... Com- community that that fight isn't about race 
it's about sexual orientation, uh, sexual identification. Like, you know, it's not, it, 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 it implies, it's those, it's those fights. And that's why originally when at the beginning, or like when during the LGBTQ, um, I guess when they were before, you know, before they legalized marriage, mm-hmm. um, and there was this whole debate, and a lot of people in the LGBTQ community were like comparing that fight for marriage to like the civil rights, and there was this whole thing because people were saying, no, it's different, it's not about race, blah, blah. And so I understood that, so I, I've never looked at that flag and thought it was exclu- in excluding someone or any, race anybody right, right, right. there's no actual race in those in the, it's a rainbow like what is going on right so that's the question <laughs> what is going on right now <laughs> i mean that's the question with this the whoever in philadelphia who wants to change the pride flag it's just like well what are you guys thinking do you think they're steering the pod the yeah i feel like they're unnecessary the i also feel like the whole point of the that lgbt community took the rainbow as their flag was because it some, it's about unity and happiness and uh, and you know I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't really, about race. It yeah. wasn't about race. I'm so confused. Why? Yes. Uh, so the people in Philadelphia that. are tripping. I think we should just end it at I that. I mean, there is also like I understand that within the LGBT community, just like in 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 uh, the feminist movement, a lot of my minority women said like, "No, I'm a black feminist or I'm a brown feminist," to specify that they have a specific fight within the feminist movement, right? Right. So maybe the people of color within the LGBT community don't feel like all of the fights within, you know, for the, all the rights that the LGBT community is trying to get for themselves are including the specific but it wasn't that black people go through. It wasn't that. people of color who added that. Added but maybe that's what they were trying to highlight, that if you're like a black gay person, your life is very different than a white gay person. You still have this unique fight that you have to deal with and maybe that's what those colors are about. I'm just guessing because I don't know what why else they would add those colors. Yeah, I say they're tripping right now, and then we should just follow up on what happens with this. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're rolling. Y'all ready? I want precision. I want a weight program. And if you don't like it, Mr. Darnell, you can quit. Marlene been gaming me since I got here. Ray, baby, listen. I've got to listen to you. Look, Ray, I've been, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Why are you talking? Will you do right by me? Uh, taking your mind away from things. I went to the movies last night. Oh, what'd you see? I saw All Eyes on Me. Have I seen that? No, I haven't seen that. You know what it's about? No. Wait. Yes, Tupac. I yes. saw that trailer. Was it good? <laughs> so, uh, it was... He looks like him. He looks like him, and they definitely did a lot of promotion based on this guy looks like Tupac, yes. and they really didn't promote the story as much. It was good. It was not excellent. <laughs> it's not on the level of yeah, um, Straight Out of Compton. It's not on okay. that level. So and that's, it's, that you would say is an excellent film. I would say that's an excellent biopic. Okay. Uh, minus the fact that they did not have Michelle in there. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say the second best biopic is um, the new edition story that came out. Yeah. Yes. So what I think is the difference between those and All Eyes on Me, which I'll talk about what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, 
those the, straight out of Compton and New Edition, they had everyone sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was involved. All the store, all the players, um, or the rappers, all the singers, they were there to sign off. Yes, you can use my rights, or at least their family signed off on it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes a good biopic when you can tell everybody's stories. Like yes, it happened like this, or here's his story, here's his version, and we put it all together. With Tupac, I liked it. There were, I always, another criteria was like, if this is good or not, if it tells me something that I didn't know. So there were a couple of oh, things I that see. I didn't know about Tupac that they told in the story. Ooh, like what? Um, like, I didn't know the nitty gritty of kind of his, uh, all of his trials. Like he was, did oh, you yeah, know? you're right. I don't actually. Yeah. Did you know the reason why he was in jail? No. He was in jail because he was accused of rape. He was acquitted of the rape charges, but then went to jail for like uh, two years, close to two years, or that's what he was sentenced for, close I can't to two even, years. That stuff infuriates me so much. You know who used to write letters to, to him uh, during jail so he would laugh? Uh, Jim Carrey. Okay, I keep saying Jim Carrey is one of my favorite actors, and now you've just reaffirmed yeah, another yeah, reason why. Tupac, I love. Tupac said that Jim Carrey was his favorite actor. I love Jim Carrey, but that's going off the subject. Oh, yeah. well, I had no clue of that. I didn't know that either, but that's... And did you know Tupac? Do, do, do you know Kesimar as well? Who? Kesimar. Uh, Asada Shakur, Tupac's godmother. That was... Yeah. Oh, okay. What about... They don't have her in there. They or I think the I think they have... So they didn't get authorization from his family to make this. No, they did. Oh, so they did. Things that were left out is like another one of. So we know Tupac. He was also an actor. Yeah. His three big movies were Juice, Above the Rim and Poetic Justice. Yeah. No mention of Poetic Justice at all. But what what part of his life did the biopic span? All of it? All of it. From from birth. birth, It opens up with his mother being um, winning this big case in New York where she was a part of the. 20 black panther 21 mm-hmm. and she's pregnant with him during that time oh, wow. so w- literally before he's even born that's how the movie starts off and it, it the final scene with his death is like garbage uh, benny boom direct, benny boom directed it mm-hmm. and he um is great but i just did not like what he did for that final scene well, I haven't I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like with any biopic, you kind of have to decide if this is going to be about the artist or it's going to be about the person. And it's very hard to, especially if someone's lived a very full, rich life mm-hmm. um, and they're a very notorious or, you know, controversial subject matter. It's you can, it's hard to include everything unless you have a mini series. So like in a two hour movie, if you want to talk about, you know, them as an artist or as a musician or whatever, then you're going to focus on those stories and, and those interactions or you're going to talk about their personal life. Like, do you remember that movie, Ray? Yeah. The, yeah, so I feel like that Ray was... Ray was pretty good. Ray was good. You don't think so? Could have been better. But I, but I feel <laughs> like, you you know, it was, to me it was a good example of like well, sampling a little bit. Fox, yeah. yeah. But they were, you know, like they talked about his personal life a little bit. You saw him like cheat a little bit you saw him whatever but the the majority of the movie was you know dealt with him as an artist i think and and i think you kind of have to choose you can't you know if i don't know what you feel like they were missing in the movie if they went into him if they if they added his him on set uh, on poetic justice or whatever then that would be a whole other thing you know well they did they 
they showed i think they tried they really took your word for that they took your advice and they tried their best to show him as the person and as the artist and as the actor and everything else he did and i feel like for the most part they did pretty much a good cohesive job on it yeah it just something fell flat and i don't know if that was the directing i don't know if it was some of those kind of missing pieces not Maybe they really. relied too much on the actor looking like. I do. I do. Someone said that, and they said it before I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, man, get this out of my head. But a part of me really thinks that they did have this cushion of, well, at least the main actor looks like him. Well, are you a huge Tupac fan? Because um, there is also that, you know, if someone is that big, it's hard to please their fans. I mean, I'm not I'm not by any fan. means a Tupac fan. I, um, I like, I, I have so much... Uh, this is the honest and truth. I have so much respect for the man that yeah. he was able to live, like you said, a rich and full life at 25 years of age. Yeah. He died at 25. Yeah, that's, crazy. that's like mind blowing to yeah. me that he did all <laughs> of this and he's 25. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I, I don't know. I feel like there was so much more. I left the movie thinking, Man, I really want to read a book about his mother. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I didn't leave it thinking I want to know more about Tupac. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. Seventeen years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Other than, would you recommend the movie? Yeah, I would. I would just to support the black man. A friendly, a friendly. Yes. A I want and his and the only other thing is he was engaged to um, Kadada Jones, who's Quincy Jones's daughter. I did not know who is Rashida Jones's sister. That family. Every time I figure out someone else related to like the Rashida Jones family, it it always shocks me. They're so like spread out in random in random people. But did they talk about Jada Pinkett Smith? Yes, they did. So. I, oh, who played her? Who played her? Her, um, oh Lord, what's the girl name? The girl who played, um, she played left, she played Chili in, um, the TLC biopic. There's a TLC biopic? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, uh, Little Mama is the best part of that whole thing. Because she made was me believe that she was left eye. Yeah. Was it like made for television or? Yeah, I think it was, it was on search of TV, yeah. Did they talk about a romance between Jada Pinkett Smith and... No, there was no romance. They... There was no... Ro- so, but we need to pull this up because Jada... On f- <laughs> the Friday before the movie com- came out, Jada Pinkett Smith um, was in the headlines saying it's really... This movie is really kind of hurtful to her. Oh, wow. But I didn't read exactly what she said. And I wanted to know, but... I do feel like her part in the movie was forced a bit because it's just like we know Jada. Mm -hmm. We know we've come to know her in her own right as being an actress, as being um, wife of Will Smith. She has these kids. And we also know she had this this connection or this friendship with Tupac. But I felt like it wasn't. They just, they just Threw had her, her yeah. 
this, yeah. uh, that's how I felt when I saw that like um, uh, OJ Simpson effect series and they put the Kardashian kids in there. Oh my god. They were just throwing them in they there. They were just, it's like just to throw name. them in there. Yeah. So in some ways I felt exactly like that. I did. Well, that's disappointing. Because you don't need, I mean, she I didn't need to be in there. Film. But now, now no, I no, don't no. know if I'm going to see it. <laughs> Sorry, go see the film. Go see the film. Because I, I actually want everyone to go see it just so they can tell me what they think. Give me their thoughts on it. Do you think you have to be a fan of Tupac to enjoy that? No, no? you don't. Because I wasn't a fan of like NWA. I definitely don't know all the <laughs> um, new edition songs. Do you, do you see that, that type of stuff hey. for culture, even if yeah. you're not a fan? You know? I mean, that's what I, what I recommend. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Are we going to move on to my favorite movie that's coming up? Yeah. Black Panther. Oh, let's talk about it. Um, I am so excited. My sister texted me that trailer. It was like 2 a.m. and I was on the train. I started screaming, like watching the trailer. I'm so excited for it. So listen, I know nothing at all about Marvel comics. Well, I you should know the first thing is that they are very white. And um, <laughs> and it's very exciting to see, you know, they'll always try to like sprinkle in like how they made Mary Jane in the upcoming Spider-Man movie Black. But I'm like, don't, n- not to undermine. Uh, Listen, DC white as well. Well, anyway, you may be saying about now. Uh, I mean, but they're comic characters. They're fictional characters. Like, why isn't Superman black? Like, there's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to make these characters one race. It could be Native American, Asian. They give them something else. And, and I feel like, you know, finally, a Black Panther is like a movie for, you know, that I can enjoy. And I, I read, I was, I don't know where I was reading this, but I read some article by this uh, a black woman who was saying that when she watches movies that are just filled with white people, it's distracting to her because like nowhere in the world is that a reality, you know, mm-hmm. especially when they're based in like New York and whatever. And, I'm, and there's like one black person in the crowd somewhere. It's just very bizarre and I can't really like understand it. But that's been the majority for so much. But I'm, but I'm saying Not the fact until that it's recently. like that, it's now st- when I watch it in film, if I see a trailer and it's just like all white people, I'm, I'm confused. Like it doesn't register as reality to me because where is this? Unless they're isolated on an island somewhere and it's like a horror film. I don't know why that's happening. Sure. Why not? I am the token black guy. I'm just supposed to smile, stay out of the conversation and say things like, damn, shit. And that is whack. And so finally, no, when I, when I, I get this trailer. I'm like, yes, yes. Is it? Wait, I, we're coming back to the Black Panther trailer. Yeah. But I also going back to that. I've been saying this for a long time. The reason why I never watched Seinfeld is because they had no black friends. The well, reason why I never started watching it. But now when people recommend it to me, I'm like, why would I watch that show? I never me to watch got it? into Sex in the City because, again, there's no black okay, characters. I will. I am a huge Sex in the City fan, but I will say I started that show before I was woke. And it relates so much to my me as a woman that it it's, it's like a supplement for the it's lack a, of diversity it's a good show it's a good it's show, a good show. Compared, compared to friends compared to friends seinfeld even if they were of all four <laughs> no 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 i'm not it doing that you're not gonna tell me no it does oh, not okay. because here's the deal 
Take Seinfeld. Well, here's what really happened. <laughs> I had nothing for Seinfeld in the beginning because yeah. there were no black people. And then when the Michael Kramer Richards, guy, yeah. uh, no, yeah. the Kramer yeah. guy, yeah. when he had wow. his whole outburst, yeah. he it solidified what I always thought. You don't like you don't like black people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think though that means he doesn't like black people though? I yeah. mean, I, I think that it speaks to... No, I'm being dramatic, but... A, 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 some part of him, you know, like, oh, we're going so off subject, but that Bill Maher thing, you know yeah, how Bill he Maher, did that, yeah. um, you saw that yeah. clip of him where he was like, called himself a house nigger? Yeah. And people were like, and and to me, I don't think Bill Maher is racist or his like, I don't, it hasn't really changed my opinion on his, on him as a person that I support, but it has made, it does put insight into how he, his rhetoric on a... On, privately right because he just said it like uh nothing like you know you can tell he's very comfortable talking about that very provocative no no but it wasn't it was no no, but but the way he said it it wasn't like he was like i'm gonna make a joke now it was like it just what's what came out and to me like speaks to how he is privately how he talks to people privately what he thinks is okay and like how and so i feel like whenever he's very politically correct it's for tv right and when and i feel like that was a little bit of insight into what he thinks is appropriate on a, you know in his personal life and like making jokes and things like that i have you seen the black panther trailer going back yes to it. i you know what i what i did like uh mostly is that african setting yes I and that it, it wasn't like people water yeah, yeah that, like he originated from there or something and i like that they were saying uh, that in uh, the trailer that it's like a land that is very it, it's advanced they have a lot of technology and they're not just showing people jumping up and down with like sticks in the mud and, and flies it, it everywhere also takes place in the united nations as well. yeah. yeah it's great but i'm also excited about it because you know i feel like there's a lot of uh, every every black actor that i wanted to see in a movie is in this movie you know like lupita is in it i'm angela bassett is in it like i'm really excited and i hope it blows the records out of the water go see black panther people are like planning outfits like it is insane you need to go on black twitter and look at what some of these outfits are (laughs) for the black panther movie (laughs) excited um, and finally, a movie where Lupita is an African green alien. Okay, I hated her role in Star Wars. That's ridiculous. And did you also um, not like uh, Zoe Saldana in Avatar? I don't really know what. I don't really care for Zoe Saldana right now. After Nina Simone, like I'm just she kind of like threw me uh, the left with that one. So I don't really know or care what she's doing right now. But um, back to Lupita. <laughs> Glad her face is gonna be. <laughs> She's your Shiro. Yeah, I like her a lot. Nice. All right. Let's move on to. There's nothing in TV I'm really watching. Not even Orange is the New Black. I'm so far behind in Orange is the New Black. It's I ridiculous. S- I, I stopped last season. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna well, why? catch There's up. There's so many other things. So here's what I gotta catch up on. Okay, starting with Grey's Anatomy. Nobody is watching that anymore. I am. <laughs> I'm the only one who still watches The View Netflix, and Survivor. Every, every, people, I still watch Survivor, but Netflix is where. Oh, you still watch Survivor? Are. Yes. Um, you haven't seen the new House of Cards season. I got a. I started it. I started it, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep. <laughs> really? Yep. I like the season. I, I fell asleep. I, I gotta finish. Um, 
Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh my God! Okay, Titus is everything. He's, he needs to have a spinoff show that like he's gonna have one. He has to. He's have one. gonna have one. He's so good. I, I I don't even know. Did you see that lemonade tribute? Oh my oh goodness. My God. I love him. And oh, he's so amazing. And then everyone <laughs> keeps talking. Oh, have you seen Dear Black, Dear White People? I saw the movie, so I kind of was like, and okay, <laughs> the like I have to exist in this world and not be like angry at him. So I have to limit the amount of like slave movies and like black, you know, civil rights movies that I watch. And I feel like when I watched dear, you know, white people in the movie, uh, you know, I was, you know, not in a great mood for a few weeks. And so I feel like why am I going to, you know, and then I watched Underground and I was depressed. I just can't I need to like limit my intake yeah, but, of like narrative about like what white people are doing to black people. I just can't. The show, but the show is superior to the movie. I've heard that, and I, I just need a... Oh, we talked about it. I just yeah. can't d- dive into that right now. Well, chill. And then, so you're upset about Underground being canceled? I am upset about it being canceled, but I feel like it's going to help my mental health. I don't really need to watch that show right now. Got you. Well, <laughs> real quick thing about this. Underground, I watched it. I was my I was made a fan because of my sister. You, how did you like go to work the next day? I was just like stewing in anger when I watched that stuff. That was you and my sister. I was oh. okay. Life still even moved that episode for me. with the little kid learning how to pick cotton. I mean that episode was just that fun was to the first season. I, that's what I'm saying. It left. I watched that first season after it, it was already season two, so I just kind of like binged the first season. Okay, off, and it was like too much. It was it was like very good but very infuriating. For, in the- I felt that way first season. Um, the second season, yes, but I also here's my thing: how many times are these slaves gonna escape uh, <laughs> death? Like they literally have thirty eight <laughs> lives, and I'm just yeah. like, I really was like, this is. You think a, it's unrealistic? It's so unrealistic. But I mean, slaves like, did escape. I mean, no, Mary you Tubman did. Went back a bunch of times. You to get did. People, yep. So. And she, I believe the. Oh, I love. Oh that my goodness! Yeah, oh my she's everything. Yeah. The um, but you you do escape slavery, and I think the Lord <laughs> gave them two times, three times, but not forty eight. I think like it's not forty eight times though. It's like that every single time. Mm. Um, Rose is about to be captured or killed. You yeah. know, God <laughs> comes down from heaven and is like, "No, leave this one alone." Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. And it's just like I don't, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, they, they. Well, I will say what I will say that I like about that show as opposed to other kind of like slave movies and tv shows that i've seen is that the slaves are they're they're empowered and they're not like it's not a show about woe is me like you see the shit that they go through and you and you sympathize and you know it sucks to watch whatever but you see i really like that you see their drive to to be free and it resonates now in the you know in today unfortunately that that kind of thing still resonates now where you kind of think you, a lot of minorities feel oppressed, a lot of, like, Muslims in, in the U.S. I can just, you know, and I feel like it speaks to that sort of, like, it speaks to hope instead of just making a statement about how the past was. It it, ins- it inspires you to kind of want to 
do something about it. Okay. You know? Well, then goal accomplished. Yeah. Send the petition to bring Underground Season 3 back. Done. <laughs> um, all right. I want to do a little segment called Randomly Raven. I want to do a little segment called Randomly Raven. And it's really random. And it's really random. Yes. Raven Simone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought she was back with a new show called Randomly Raven. Catch me outside. How about that? No, thank you. <laughs> but what did, what, what did happen to Raven Simone? She's <laughs> back with a are new you show. You are friends with Raven Simone? I'm definitely not friends with Raven Simone. But, but you, you did interview her once. Long time ago. And you, and you got along well. Definitely did not get along well. You can tell by the expression on her face that they got along (laughs) very well. (laughs) Come on, Raven. No, he didn't. I was, I've told this story before when. What, two Ravens can exist in one room? Was her nose stuck up too high? No, I've told this story before when I'm, when it was like Ray Ray and D, when it was the Ray and D podcast. And I said, I was so excited to meet Raven Simone and I'm like a couple of years older than her, but the name, we're, we have the same name. It's spelled the same way. Yeah. We're both born in December. We're Sagittarius. Um, I was like so excited. And I meet her and I'm like, hey, I'm Raven too. And she's like, that's nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I get it. She gets it all the time. Yeah, There's yeah. Raven, which I've come to realize based on Facebook is a very popular name. I actually, I've never, you're the only raven I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, you're the singer. Well, I'm the only raven that, that matters. Yeah, that matters. <laughs> that matters. <laughs> but um, it was just, I say this all the time, or I tell these stories all the time when people are like, oh, um, what's it like to work with celebs or to meet people? And yeah. I'm like, it's really great when you kind of have this image because we all do this with yeah. mm-hmm. celebrities. We have this image of them or like, oh, they're my best friend in my head and I really want to talk to him about this and blah, blah, blah. And then and you meet them and they're just they're even better. They're yeah. nice. They're, yeah. They yeah. talk to you and they're like interested in your conversation, even though they've been doing a press tour for the past two days or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But then in that that sometimes. right. But Every now and then you have that one celeb that you're so eager to meet and, and turns out to be a very pessimistic person. <laughs> oh, I'm or so, they this just makes are me afraid to meet like Jim Carrey because he's my favorite. And I feel like well, oh. the uh, thing with Jim Carrey, I've I don't even want to know if you have anything bad to say. I don't want to know. Listen, I happen to come of age. During yeah. Jim Carrey's golden age, he's like my biggest. He was like his, my first. It's, it's he was his like golden age first. is still happening, guys. That's not. Uh, no, no, no. His golden age is gone. He's to gonna have night. a comeback. He's I believe it. He's gonna have a comeback. He was my. He was my first very big influence to like join the industry. Yeah. But I can tell you right off the bat, I feel like Jim Carrey does not know himself. I feel like I completely I feel, disagree. I feel like in each interview hmm. he gives out 
a different persona. Well, no, 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 but I'm you're not, right. I, 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 I don't want to judge him. I shouldn't be the one to do because I know what that's like. It's a pressure cooker to be yeah. in the industry. But um, I feel like he's going through... Uh, well, did well, you yeah. see his last interview with Jimmy Carrey? No, yeah, I saw that. He did talk oh, about okay. that, saying that yeah. he feels like he's been Jim Carrey for all this, and now he's like finally has to become like who he is. or you know. Yes. And I don't even care about Jim Carrey. Uh. Why not? Why not? <laughs> What did Jim Carrey do to you? I have nothing. I'm just a fan of him as, an, as a performer. Did you know, when, when I was in Toronto, I actually uh, ended up in uh, Newmarket, Ontario. That's his uh, birth town. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm her f- uh, funny sidekick. Oh, okay. Uh, Without a mic. <laughs> so if the audio is not clear, just cut all of it. All right. <laughs> cut it off. I decide what comes in. And Cut it out. all out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well then, hey, I really like you. Thank you. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Are we gonna go to second base now? We yes, <laughs> we should totally go to second base. <laughs> Jose, leave the room. <laughs> well, look, you got to come back. I definitely will. This is Can fun. I like get your schedule? Yeah. So on Sundays, me and my husband Netflix usually husband um, Netflix. start a show and finish it. <laughs> <laughs> we always finish. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, that's usually what I do. You binge watch a, a complete show. No, I'm kidding. So, you know, I, no, for, sh- like, how so- for shows that I'm excited for, yes. I don't know. Oh, wait. We, we can't for exploring the city. Thank you, my love, for being a guest <laughs> on today's show. Thank you for having me. You're coming back. I will come back. All right, then. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Talk to Raven. Janice, you're on the podcast. Oh, hey, what up, family? <laughs> <laughs> what up, world? I live for Drake. Like, I love Drake, Drake. I'm, I don't like her new song. She's wait, getting... come on now. Come on, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You like Miley Cyrus' new song? Okay. Talk to Raven. Welcome to Talk to Raven. Not that it has to be a white and black thing, but it's like, don't sit here and say you want to make the race better and black folks need to come together. If you're you, doing this right, 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 right. Of, yeah.